welcome to the Tech Story Podcast, where storytellers kibitz about technology that makes us go, hmm, what's that about? Now introducing your host, Doug Thompson. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on the Tech Story Podcast today. My guest is John Polly. John, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am better than I deserve. So as I like to start my podcast with, I ask this question of everybody. What is your favorite tech story? You know, I, I think my tech story, now the background is that I'm a security consultant. I, I work in the security industry, but I think my favorite tech story is the fact that security is changing, right? It's no longer this box on a wall. It's now an IoT sensor. And it's the, the fact that security can be used for so many other things, not just the security director of the police department, but it's now building a better customer experience uh, to give better experience to their customers. Okay, that's that's fair. You can't be static, especially with security, because it's sort of like uh, you know you build a better lock, and you know, the burglars build a better way to break it, <laughs> things like that. So it's a constantly moving target. It is. I mean, a part of security is is quite honestly, it's put something up, and and it'll deter some of it, right? As a police officer, one of the things I thought was great was if you stick a sign out in front of your house that says, "I have an alarm system." Whether you do or not, you've just cut out seventy percent of the crime. After that, you can add all the things to it in the world. You can you can make your house as Fort Knox-like as possible, and there's still going to be 0.3% of the people that are going to try to get into it just because. You can make small small changes that can have huge impacts overall. Okay. And that's, you know, as my dad used to tell me, locks keep honest people out. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 good. So what did, what what is your story here? I mean, you, you started with you talk about security and consulting and all that. Tell me a little bit about that. So I'm a security consultant. I develop security security systems for uh, smart cities for companies uh, for the HOA neighborhoods. Right, it, it, that's an area that gets left behind at times. Uh, there's a lot of new technology that's coming out that every piece of those can uh, can take advantage of. And the great thing is, uh, from the smart city side, you can now build public-private partnerships with each one of those those folks as well. So it, it all combines in a, in a large ecosystem. And so I'm also taking that back to the security integrator, the, the installers, and saying, uh, as a coach, to help them work on business strategies to help grow and thrive before COVID-19, after COVID-19, what that all looks like. So um, you know, I, it, my background is I've been a police officer uh, I've worked for a, a global ministry, and then I started in on the ground floor of security installs, pulling cable, and I've worked my way up from there. I've done about everything in security that you can do at this point, um, and then maybe a few things I probably shouldn't have. So, so you mentioned the, the installers and all. You know, I they've been around for a long time. Are they evolving their game to go with sort of these new threats and new opportunities? I mean, cause it seems like everybody and their brother can, you know, there's DIY stuff. Now I can get up, uh, you know, uh, one of the, uh, I won't mention their name here, but you know, simply safe, I'll mention their name, but I can do, do my own system or I can, you know, call up Amazon. So, I mean, is it, is there business at risk? I've seen, I've seen studies back and forth for, the home, uh, the residential guys that their uh, their business is at risk. The answer is they're losing market share now. One of the things that the residential guys are figuring out and and or you know beginning to look at is the DIY guys are are, are putting in systems and then they go, oh heck, I got in a problem. Now what do I do? 
And so they're actually giving a, you know, uh, a support line that says, hey, you're doing a DIY system. We'll help you with this. And instead of charging you $500 for the system, we'll charge you $100. We still get a little bit of it, but it it becomes almost a, you know, a telephone. Are the integrators, are the installers, are they growing with the, with what's coming out? Uh, quite honestly, they're at risk of, of being uh, left behind, right? They're in the security chain. They are at times a weak link. Now there are some that are out there that are just killing it. And there are some that are going to get left behind in any bell curve. You're going to see that. But what, what we're seeing is manufacturers are coming out with new technology end users saying, I want something like this. Let's say cloud, let's say cybersecurity, let's say all of these things. And the security installers are sitting there going, Hey, what's that? What is a cloud? What is a, what is, how do I cyber secure this? A lot of this is being uh, driven by insurance, right? That's fire alarms are, are driven by insurance requirements. There are now insurance requirements for cybersecurity, for risk assessment, or for uh, for active shooters, things like that. And so, the integrator is being forced to grow with industry, or they're going to get left behind. Mm. It's just like just about anything else in technology. You you know, if you're not constantly upgrading your skills, you're you're taking a step backwards. So you, you have surveillance as part of, you know, and, and I grew up on all these old TV shows where that's sort of like a big brotherish type thing. Should should I or the listeners be concerned? Um, yeah, the the one that I have heard so many times is Person of Interest, right? Yeah, and, I, as I a TV love show. That show. <laughs> yeah. Um surveillance isn't that. You know, I the way I look at it is uh, I think uh Dictionary defines security as freedom from danger, right? Surveillance in that aspect is a visual overview by a trusted partner uh, to protect that freedom. England is is the most wired country today, um, even though they haven't upgraded some of their systems. There's cameras in everybody's houses. There's, it, it, surveillance is there. Um, you know, as a trusted partner, you got police departments, you've got casinos, you've got hotels, you've got all of that stuff. Um, by entering in, you know, if you go to someone's house and they have cameras, you're entering into their house as a, as a trusted partner. You assume that it's not going, that they're going to use that, that data for the right reasons. Surveillance can't do anything. It's completely reactive. It's the person that's, that's involved with that. By itself, surveillance can't deprive freedom. It can, by sticking the camera on the side of the building, it can stop somebody from deciding to come into your house. So there is that. Is it Big Brother? As a former police officer, um, I see it as both ways, right? Um, I see, uh, I see it as a as a necessary thing at this point. Um, I see some unique applications that offer really great uh, crime fighting tools for police departments, crime fighting tools for, and I'll, I'll pick on Ring right now for neighborhoods. Uh, one of the concerns with Ring is that they have now offered, and it's free of charge to police departments, they have to sign up for it, but now the police departments have access to the Ring neighborhood data. They can now ask for, uh, Doug, can I, we had something that happened in front of your house, can I have access to your video? You have the right to say yeah or nay, but you're seeing more of those partnerships. I don't know that I would say it's completely big brother, but it's definitely a, uh, it's a trusted partner, and you just hope that that partner is uh, is trustworthy. You know, I try not to get in conspiracy theories, but it, it's, it's a little bit like artificial intelligence in that 
you know, it can do a lot of things. But by nature, the technology is neither good nor bad. It's the people that use the technology and and how they do it. I mean, you can you can have technology with, with purely good intentions that does a lot of good things for people, but in the wrong hands, you know, it, it can be a challenge. And so I guess this is the next question would be how do we protect ourselves from the bad actors getting in and doing this? Let's assume that yeah, okay, we want the police to have this because we we all want safe neighborhoods. We all want to be good good neighbors. I mean, we've talked about it in my neighborhood. And, and I can, you know, I've seen enough TV shows and stuff or, or, you know, news stories where it's helped do things. How do we protect ourselves from people with a with mask and steal our hamburgers? <laughs> Part of it is, again, I said with with the locks, you know, cameras, lock security is going to keep the going to keep the, the honest person honest. You don't have a lot of uh, control over that. You know, if somebody's going to do it. They're they're going to be involved with it. it, it security in general. You're taking steps to make sure you're secure, right? You, my my in-laws are from Minnesota. We we went to the Mall of America, and they said, "Hey, you don't wear a heavy jacket. You don't, you know, you don't make yourself a target, right? Within within a security aspect, you're doing things. You don't go in the bad part of town at, at, at you know at two o'clock in the morning. Within that, you just take precautions that you yourself aren't going to be a victim. Well, and I guess leaving my router's password as admin admins not a good thing to do. <laughs> um, no. And, and, you know, and to, to mention that the, uh, you know, with, with us being at home through COVID, the hacks that have come through because of remote and I get upset with, with my internet provider, because every time I have a problem, I have to call them and they say, we're going to reset your router. No, please do not. Because I have settings in there that I do not want reset because it is secured. Most folks, and, and, and this is, you know, their, their local, uh, internet guy comes in says, I've set up your router you know, give it a password and you're good to go. Well, yeah, the router's secured, but you've got open Wi-Fi. You've got all this other stuff. You're letting people walk right through the back door. Maybe they're not taking the front door. Maybe they are, but people can come in through your uh, through the internet and get do more damage. Um, you know, I, I heard a story recently that last year there was four billion dollars worth of damage caused by violent crime. There was twenty billion dollars in the U.S worth of damage caused by cybercrime. Hands down, of all the homicides, robberies, everything you can possibly imagine, there's more damage in zeros and ones than there is with, you know, someone with a gun. No, and, you know, I see that every day in my in my uh, day job with that is that it's easy, especially with the tools, the, mach- the automation tools that are out there, it's easy to, and it doesn't cost much to send out, you know, one million of these phishing emails or, or something like that, or go sniffing known IP address ranges for like an ISP that you know that they have tend to have lax security. So, you know, it's it's a it's easily scalable, and obviously there's enough profit in it when you hit enough of it. We've seen software as a service. The one that threw me the other day, and it is malware as a service, and you can sign up. And I think I think the total on it was like thirty dollars a month, and you can sign up to have someone write malware for you, so that you can disperse it however you want to. And I'm sitting there going, "We have completely lost it." Yeah. But you you can now sign up for you know one eight hundred buy my virus. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that so, no, it, I it's it's sad but true story. So. um 
What are the biggest threats? I mean, we talked about a few of them. If you had to narrow it down to just like three or so, what's the biggest threats that you're seeing today? The ones that I would say, cybersecurity is huge, right? And that's that's not just from a security standpoint. That's obviously internet and, and, and cybersecurity networks. But on the security platforms, most of your IT departments have figured out how to secure this their stuff but your security network has been left open because you know, that's just was an afterthought down the line. Cybersecurity on, the, on that aspect is, is, is coming real critical. Um, uh, and, and you're seeing some companies come out and saying, let's, let's create uh, a, a cybersecurity platform. UL's actually come out with a 2900-2-3 UL listing that you can get a, your, your platform can become cyber, listed as a cybersecurity platform. There's very few companies that have gone and done that. Um, but it, as a UL listing agency, they're, they're saying it is a, it is a platform that is, that's built with cybersecurity in mind. You know, another threat that we've seen dating all the way back to Columbine, right? Columbine was active shooter. It was the first active shooter. There are now Columbiners who have, who started out as elementary kids then who are now out of college and getting full-time jobs and they're still, you know, with that mindset, after Columbine, they uh, from the police department, they changed how police officers respond. Right at Columbine, they did everything they were supposed to. They waited for SWAT to show up. Post Columbine, if you have three officers, then red training kicks in, rapid emergency deployment, and you take those three officers. They're armed with guns and they go find the target. They're now because of the active shooters uh, scenarios. You know, like I said earlier, insurance companies are now offering an insurance to mitigate that that active shooter. Um, a lot of the technology is coming out to figure out how to stop that active shooter before it ever starts. Right? Um, I've seen some that says, "Hey, we we can uh, we can identify a, a, an active shooter uh, in the building, muzzle shot, all that." Well, by that point, you you're on the clock for 45 seconds to two minutes. That's the the time frame that that is uh, that you've got to deal with. If you can do something pro, uh, proactive that sh- that locks down the building because it sees a gun, okay, now you stop that active shooter. You know, and and I think with that, the uh, there's been this um, this sort of a knee jerk reaction, right? That it, you know, there's there is an active shooter. Something happens one place, so everybody says, "Oh, we've got to have an active shooter uh, technology come in." Somebody, we gotta we gotta spend money to put this 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 this. That's great. Um, and I'll, I'll even go with you know with COVID with the fever detection applications. That's great to to have those plans and that technology. Technology is fantastic. I'm a technology guy, but if you don't have a process in place first, the technology doesn't follow. Right? You can you can have all the technology in the world, and if the, if the wrong process is there, you can't make that work. And so I think one of the the biggest threats that we're seeing is. There are other threats that are out there, but our processes are not fully vetted, or in some cases, they've been vetted for way too long. It takes them four years to get a process in place, and by that point, the initial threat's over with, and you're on to something that's you know evolved from there. So, uh, you know, I think the biggest things get a process right, and then whatever comes about, yeah, there's technology that can that can help mitigate some of that. And then it's also uh, the matter of harden the target, do, you know, harden your building, think about 
who's coming in, how are they getting in? Now you're you're into a traditional risk assessment or security assessment to make sure that only the people that you won't enter in and the bad people stay out. Okay, you you mentioned that one of the things you do is you coach security installers and sort of help craft their story. I mean, what tell me a little bit more about that. I've worked with a number of integrators, some guys that, that they want to grow into new uh, new verticals, right? Uh, other folks that they've they've come at this from a uh, the traditional electrical side where it's a time of materials. And so it's, it's understanding more of their, their business process. And then, it, you know, taking it, showing them how they can go to that next vertical. Right. One of the things I'm actually pulling in is, uh, uh, while I'm not Gallup certified, I'm working with, uh, Gallup strength finders to, to, to look at the strengths of, of their employees. Right. Who do they have on their team and let's play to the strengths of their team and see the deficiencies therein. You may have a closet sales guy that just loves to talk to everybody and had no idea this guy might be your next you know, million dollar sales guy and you've got him pulling wire. Um, was not my case, but you know that's, <laughs> that, uh, that may be the, the case. There's a number of these, these small guys that they're, they're still trying to figure out what is the, what's the best way to, to get revenue. They're giving away a lot of revenue just because they're trying to be a nice guy to their customers, which is great. And I promote that, but it's also, there's a way to do that and still get paid for what you're doing. And by the way, you're giving a better uh, customer experience to your customer. You're offering a better total cost of ownership of the, of the project or the process, the, the you know, partnership you, you sold. It, it's looking at their entire offering and saying, listen, you can, you can mold this to be better customer service and also get paid in the process. Oh, sounds like you help them sort of craft their value proposition story. Here's what you can do. Yeah. So if you I mean, have, they've got they've got their. I just want to say they a lot of them have their 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 core values. We just help them tweak how they get that value into the story. Excellent. So if you had one story that you could tell for the you know this is this would be the last story you ever told. About what you do, or you know, sort of history. What would that be? Hmm. Last story that I ever told about what I do. Hope that's not foreboding. Um, <laughs> I said if, just big, big if. Yeah, I've always said that anywhere I go, I wanted to leave a legacy. But I, I would hope that my legacy would be that as a story that I was able to uh, help make a niche to find this industry and uh, not get lost in the in the process, but that, uh, at the end of the day, this industry has had grown because of a few things that I'd done here and there along the way. That sounds like a worthy story to tell with that. So John, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? So they can go to my website, www.protechsolutionspartners and it's P R O T E C H T solutionspartners.com. There's a booking tab in the middle of it. Selected and uh, we'll get on a call. Cool, and I'll put all that information in the uh, in the show notes as well. So, John, thanks for sharing uh, your. We shouldn't be scared. Uh, <laughs> we need <laughs> to protect ourselves. But thanks for sharing your story with us, your background, and uh, sort of how you're helping the world be a safer place and helping those people that help us. You know, you're helping sort of spread the word and create a whole bunch of John Polly's running around. Well, you know, one of the things that I keep coming back to is that, uh, and I truly believe this, that safe should not be a feeling. It should be a reality. And too many times we say, oh, I feel safe. 
And in reality, are we? And you know something? We should be. We deserve to be. I appreciate that. Thanks. We'll, We'll end on that note. Thanks, John. All right. Thank you.